When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 59, Three Steps to Organize Your Moneymakers. Now, what am I talking about? Well, let me tell you who I'm talking to. I am talking to my fellow entrepreneurs out there. Because if you want to blow someone's mind who's not an entrepreneur, tell them that you have two businesses. I found this out in 2019 when I made a transition from working full-time in client homes, organizing them, to transitioning One Organized Mama into a teaching platform. And then I ended up going into real estate. So when I was doing some marketing with my real estate business here locally in Las Vegas, it blew people's minds. I still have people asking me questions about, can I come and organize for them? Or they have a friend who they want me to organize their house. And I'm like, guys, no, I, you know, I don't do that anymore. Listen to my podcast. I'll send them to one of my network organizers um, or have them probably take an online course. But it really does blow people's minds. When the truth of the matter is, for those of us who are in the entrepreneurial world, I, for some reason, I'm stumbling over that word, entrepreneur world. Try that again. It really does blow so many minds. People can't conceive or accept that you would have two different businesses. Why would you do that? Well, there are a lot of reasons why. And so if you are an entrepreneur and you're finding yourself in this boat that maybe you have a full-time job where you work for someone else because that's how I started. I worked for someone, for an organization, and it was a full-time job, 40 hours a week. I had a regular schedule, benefits, and all of that. And I knew I wanted to do something else with my career. So in July of 2012, I started One Organized Mama. So I started organizing client homes back in July of 2012. So just so you know, I had a season of my life, July of 2012 to October of 2013, where I worked a full-time job outside of my home. And yes, all three kids were still back at home this time. And then I had to invest and build One Organized Mama, the professional organizing business, which meant I had to go out there and do everything. I mean, I didn't have a team back then, so I was doing all of the organizing. I was doing all of the marketing. I was doing the accounting. I was doing all of it, putting all of the pieces together as a business owner. 
And so it took me from July of 2012 to October of 2013, working probably a minimum of 70 hours per week. And the reason I did it is because I knew this was a season. I had so much pressure on me to build this business. I had, I mean, you know, as it always is, critics coming out of the the wazoo coming at me like, this will never work. You know, I have my own self-doubt in my head. And so I just had to make it work. And I always sort of half joke that during the season, I didn't have time to get sick. Like if I felt a cold coming on, I literally had to like overcome it. And even if I felt a little crappy, I still had to show up. And I had to show up um, for my kids. I had to still be there as a very hands-on involved mom. And so it was a very tough season for me. I'm not going to lie, but it can be done. And you know what? We all survived and I was able to eventually make that transition working full-time for somebody else into replacing my income and actually making more as a business owner than I was making working for someone else. So it can be done. So if you're in that boat where you have a side hustle and you know it can work, just keep at it. That is the best advice that I can give anyone. Again, you're going to have a lot of self-doubt. You're going to be very vulnerable to your critics. You're going to have those little mean digs that they like to say just sort of reverberate in your head. And you just have to keep your head down and keep going. Now, maybe you've had a side business that turned into a business and then you wanted to sort of pivot or transition. And I found that with One Organized Mama. I loved my clients. I still love my clients whose homes I went into to organize. But after doing it for about eight years, I needed a change. And actually, after doing it for about six and a half years, something about that time period, I realized I need to do something different. So I'd been hired by a lot of different moving companies, relocation companies, and realtors, and was doing a lot of um, work with move managements, um, dealing with movers, um, setting up homes, also helping people pack, get their home ready to put on the market and sell. And what I really realized doing that is that I love real estate. So that's why in 2019, I got my real estate license. At the same time, I didn't want to let one organized mama go. I realized I had a reach out there. I have amazing followers. And I want to continue to teach the techniques that I apply in my own life that I've applied and taught to my clients over the years in time management and organization. And so therefore, that's how I turned that into a teaching platform. I took what I was doing for, again, about eight years and then transitioned, broke them off and realized that these are two different businesses that are, yes, very different. So when I have a real estate client, they do Google me and they'll say, well, 
how come when we Google your name, One Organized Mama comes up? And so I kind of just explain this transition and also explain like, you know how I've been keeping you very on track during the escrow process, or I've given you a lot of tips about how to stage your house for those real estate photos. All of that experience came from working, um, helping people through One Organized Mama. So all of that experience just enhances my job as a realtor. Now, another thing that's kind of common in the entrepreneur world is this. I have a lot of friends who have little side hustles. So they have like little mini businesses. So for instance, I might have a friend who does nails and another one who is involved in um, direct sales. And they just like to do a lot of different things. That is also okay too. And I know you don't need my permission. You don't need me to tell you that it's okay. But let's face it, whenever you put yourself out there, whenever you do something that's challenging, it's always wonderful to hear a little encouragement. And here's the thing about entrepreneurs. We as individuals realize a lot of times we have a variety of skills or interests or talents or outlets that we need to explore and express. And so I think that's one of the things that really kind of binds us together in this community. And so if you feel driven to start your own business, if you find yourself in a position where your business has been going in this direction, but it's time to make a pivot and a turn, if you just love doing something, but you have this other great business that's going wonderfully and you don't want to completely let go of it, and you do want to bring on this new side hustle, keep listening. I'm going to give you some tips and steps on how to stay organized when you do. Okay, I first want you to think of this, and this can apply to anybody. But this is something that helps me kind of when I'm in those rough spots, those rough patches. Um, Right now, my business in real estate is really going quite well. Also, with One Organized Mom and this podcast, it's been phenomenal um, to hear back from you guys. Thank you for sharing and thank you for your feedback. You guys are just freaking awesome. But it's hard. It's hard. There's a lot of self-doubt. And so I'm just going to share with you, whenever you hit those moments, whenever um, you're around somebody, I, I, I have friends and family that are also in real estate. And recently I was sharing with some of them some ideas about marketing. And there's some little digs that kind of come around with it. I mean, obviously I know how to market a business and I market my real estate business very similarly to how I marketed One Organized Mama. And it's a little bit uncommon to do that in the real estate community. And so sometimes there's little like a little dig. And then when I'm sort of tired and feeling stressed and needing to find the motivation to keep going, Unfortunately, it's sometimes those little things that maybe well-intentioned people say because they feel 
not so great about their business. And so here's what I tell myself. I am on a journey. Life is on a journey. And the most interesting people that I've encountered in my own life are those who have this really unique journey. I mean, they didn't do life like everyone tells you that you're supposed to do life. They did life their own way. They took opportunities that others wouldn't take. They said yes when other people were saying no. They had a lot of twists and turns. They had a lot of ups and downs. There were a lot of peaks and valleys along that journey. And they are the people that I love to abs- to talk to. I love to listen to their stories. I love to hear how they got from being maybe a server in a restaurant and then now they own a multi-million dollar company. I love to hear those stories. I And it's not even just the people who have massive success. Maybe it's just the folks who went to school. They never thought that they could become a nurse or a doctor. And so they didn't go to school right out of high school or college right out of high school like you're told that you need to do. Maybe they didn't start that journey till they were well into their 30s or their 40s. And then they made it. Then they made that goal. They worked really hard. They dedicated their time. They dedicated their life and they made that goal happen. So that's something that inspires me because I want to be one of those people. I do love it when I have someone who is really interested and they ask, Janelle, how did you go from doing this to getting over here to where you're at now? And they really want to hear about the journey and the story because I love to hear theirs too. So that's something that just kind of helps me through those valleys and those low points where I'm tired and again, very vulnerable to criticism and feeling a lot of self-doubt in myself. I just remind myself that there is not one way to live my life and that this is a journey and to try to enjoy it as I go along. So I hope that helps you a little bit too. So let's get to how to organize, how to organize your money makers. Okay. If you are familiar with the processes that I teach, I teach the same processes when it comes to time management and organization. So when it comes to time management, this is how I want you to organize your businesses. I want you to organize your side hustles or your full-time job and your side hustle, wherever you are at in that journey, listen up. I use a process with time management that I teach in my time management journal, and I do have an online class. Go check it out on my website, uh, oneorganizedmama.com, and just click on online courses for time management journal. And it's a three-step process, brainstorm, prioritize, and plan. And I teach that over and over and over. And those are the three steps to manage your time. You get everything out of your head and onto paper through brainstorming. 
once you have all of those ideas, you know, those ideas that come to you when you're like taking a shower, driving your car or lying in bed at night, get all of those thoughts. I don't care what they are. Get them out of your head and onto paper. I want you to actually see your thoughts. Get a notebook. On my um, time management journal course, the time management journal actually has pages you can print out to do this. So you can apply this if you are an entrepreneur and stuff. And in fact, I really encourage you to do this. This is how I keep from losing my mind most of the time. I do lose my mind some of the time, but not all the time. And as as long as I go back to these practices, then I get my mind back. So brainstorm everything out of your head and onto paper. I want you to actually see it with your eyeballs. I want you to see what all of your thoughts, your goals, your dreams are on paper in black and white. The next step is when you're looking at all of those notes, your brainstorming notes, I want you to start circling your priorities or put a star or highlight it or get as creative as you want. And so start prioritizing what actually matters to you because you may put on there like I'm going to run a marathon by December and you're like, it's already May and I'm 30 pounds overweight. So it's probably not my priority for 2021. So maybe I will push that off a little bit longer and maybe I'll run a 5k by December of this year. So whatever it is, really kind of take a look at it. So again, the first step brainstorming, get everything out. Doesn't matter how crazy it is onto paper, look at it while it's on paper and then start to prioritize circle and decide what are your actual goals. Now the last step in this, this is the action step. This is where you have to overcome all of your excuses. You have to stop saying you don't have time because friend, if you are on social media, if you watch any television shows, you have time. And I'm not saying you're never allowed to do it, but I am telling you this. When I was working, um, I didn't know from July of 2012 to October of 2013, I didn't know what was going on in the world. I didn't know what was going on on social media. I didn't know what the popular movies or television shows were. I had to get so serious about my time because I wanted to transition and start my own business. And I'm grateful I did because for a period of time, I did have a lot more freedom when it came to spending time with my kids, when it came time to being time to take time off from work to go travel, like I could I didn't have to compete with coworkers or anything like that. So I did gain my time back by being so super specific by how I was managing my time back in those days. I'm kind of going through something very similar again with the two different businesses. So daily plan. And you can start if it if daily planning still feels a little overwhelming. I have you kind of bump backwards and just write down some goals for the month. And it doesn't matter when your month starts, start today. So if today is May 5th, your month starts on the 5th of every month. If it's the 30th of every month, it starts on the 30th. I don't care what day 
of the month it is, start today. So write down what your goals are from May 5th to June 4th. Just write them down. And then each week, the beginning of your week, again, you get to start your week whenever. It doesn't have to be on Sunday or Monday. Don't overthink this. Don't start making excuses for yourself. But pick a day of the week where you're going to do a weekly plan and write down some tasks that you you can accomplish in a one-week time. Now, daily plan. Every single day needs to have a plan. I don't care if you plan the night before you go to bed or the first or first thing in the morning. I am a first thing in my morning kind of person just because I have no brain activity left before I go to bed at night. I am wiped usually. And so, and I'm stressed and I'm, and if I sit down to plan, I just can't do it. But if you're maybe one of those people who struggles with sleeping at night because you have so many things running through your head, maybe you need to daily plan the night before your, the following day. So you get to decide. So daily plan. Now that's great and all, but it doesn't work unless you actually do what's on your daily plan. And this is essentially your to-do list for the day. You don't have to map out every single 15 minutes of your day. That's not what I'm talking about. What I want you to do is just write down tasks that you know have to get done. Yes, some of those tasks are going to be things that you have no choice. You may have to go to work. You have to feed your family. You have to drop your kids off at school. If you want to just write those things down, go for it, especially in the beginning. I don't generally tend to do that just because I know like I have to shower. So I don't write that stuff down, but I kind of hit some benchmarks on different things. Like I need to get this accomplished. This person has to be called today. I'm always thinking of moving the needle forward, making progress towards my goals. So that's how I want you to do it. And again, if you are finding that you're doing the daily planning or you're writing it down, but you're not actually doing it, you're running out of time, you're not getting things accomplished, I want you to have a tough love talk with yourself. How much time are you texting people? How much time are you stalking someone on social media? How much time are you looking at other people who are doing what you want to be doing? How much time are you watching Netflix? How much time are you doing things that are inconsequential and that are just essentially time sucks and distractions? So have a, have a really tough talk with yourself when it comes to that. Okay, so when it comes to entrepreneurs, I have something very specific to say. So that is sort of the outline when it comes to time management in general. But if you're an entrepreneur, I actually want you to switch these two backwards. So these are the three steps that I'm talking about when it comes to entrepreneurs specifically. I want you guys to actually prioritize first. So instead of brainstorming first, when it comes to your money makers, and I'll transition over and I'm going to call them revenue streams right now. I was going to title this something about revenue streams, like three steps to organize your revenue streams. But then would you guys have really listened to this episode? 
probably not. And so I've, I've seen that you guys like the cheekier um, podcast titles anyway. So I came up with this one. So we're actually talking about revenue streams. What are your revenue streams as an entrepreneur? My revenue streams as an entrepreneur, I have three of them. Real estate brings me money. My um, network of professional organizers brings me money. And my online courses bring me money. So I've actually organized my businesses by my three different revenue streams. Now you're probably wondering like, well, Janelle, you do a podcast. Guess what? This podcast has made me maybe 50 bucks (laughs) for over a year. I don't make any money doing this podcast. This podcast is a way for me to get my very talkative voice out there into the world and to reach the people that need to hear my message. I've tried the sponsorship thing, which I don't know, felt kind of awkward. I thought when you started a podcast, you had to like go out there. But then you know what? I don't want to pander to people. If somebody wants to be a sponsor, great. And they think I'm a good fit. Awesome. But I'm actually not chasing sponsors. That's how generally you make money doing a podcast is sponsors, like essentially commercials. And so I actually do not make any money. So if you notice, podcasting is not one of my revenue streams. It is something that I use to try to encourage you to go to my website, hire one of the professional organizers that you see there, um, or take one of my online courses. So again, it's just an avenue for me to sort of get out there, just like my Instagram um, account is to try to get out there and let people know like, hey, if you if you like me and my message resonates with you, then and you want to dive a little bit deeper into what I teach or who I am, here's some options for you. So if you're an entrepreneur, I want you to kind of take a step back, um, take or actually kind of maybe a bird's eye view And look, where are the streams of money coming from? That's what I want you to do first. And literally, just like the um, time management, just take a notebook. And I literally draw um, three revenue streams on my notebook. So step number one is to prioritize what is bringing you money. How do you make money? Write those things down. Now, step number two Now I want you to brainstorm. So this is where we as entrepreneurs, because we always do things a little differently, um, this is where I want you to just kind of do things differently than how I would normally teach time management. I want you to look at your page where you've written down your different revenue streams. So the things that bring you money. And now I want you to do some brainstorming. And it's, again, as simple as just jotting down the first things that come to your head under each item. And so it could be tasks that need to get done. It could be um, ideas that you have. It could be marketing ideas. It could be goals that you want to hit. Remember, SMART goals, they need to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant or relatable and time sensitive. 
So you're going to write down goals, you're going to write down ideas, things that you need to do, things that you've wanted to do when it comes to your different revenue streams. Because a business isn't a business unless it's making you money. And I don't know if that's like a hard and fast rule, but it's kind of what I think of. That's what I have to remind myself. I love doing the podcast. I wish I could make tons of money doing the podcast, but it just isn't where I want to put my time and effort trying to find sponsors for it. So right now, it's totally fine just kind of, again, getting my voice out there and putting the podcast under these two different revenue streams. And then from that, I can kind of come up and brainstorm some topics and ideas that will send people to take my online courses and to join my network of professional organizers. So prioritize. So that is where I want you to prioritize. So once you write down all of those ideas, or excuse me, that's where I want you to brainstorm, is writing down all those ideas, getting all of those things out of your head and onto paper. And then there'll be this natural prioritization. You as a business owner know your business more than anybody inside and out. And so you'll sort of know what your priorities are from that. And I do that a lot of times. Like for instance, I on my Instagram, I can't post every single day to Instagram. Social media feels so exhausting to me. I cannot be trusted on social media because it is one of my biggest time sucks. I will get sucked in. I try to limit myself like while I'm drinking coffee in the morning to scan it. But I freely admit I get sucked in so fast. I'm like, I and I have to literally pull myself back out of this black hole. So I know that about myself. I do my own Instagram. And so when I go on Instagram, I can post three times a week. And I do try to keep up with comments. And I, I'm starting to get a lot of DMs now. And so I, I'm trying my best to sort of keep up with those. But I have to limit myself on social media. So social media is not a huge priority when it comes to um, how I'm planning out. Because that is the next step I want you to take. Step number three, I want you to plan every single day, just like I told you when it comes to time management. So for instance, when it comes to planning, I will only post three posts per week on Instagram. And I know that goes against what all the Instagram experts out there say, but I can't be trusted. I will get sucked in and then I'll, I won't get anything else done. Um, I do try to do stories a little bit, but I don't look at other people's stories generally, so I don't really kind of get it. So I don't stress about it. I just put what I can out there. I have sort of a a process. I do a podcast announcement. I do like a really cheeky post about the topic for the week. And then I do some photos out there. So I just have this little system for Instagram that I use for One Organized Mama. And it works really, really well. I don't care if I have 8 billion followers. I'm not everyone's cup of tea anyway, and I'm super okay with that. So have a plan. So let's talk about this again. Let me reiterate this once more for my entrepreneur friends out there. 
I want you to prioritize. And by prioritize, determine what are your revenue streams? Where are you making your money? Next, step two, take a look at your revenue streams. Do a lot of brainstorming under each one. And you'll start to see and notice where your priorities are and what you need to be doing, what tasks you need to be doing. And then step number three, plan. I want you to plan specific days of the week. We as entrepreneurs know that we sometimes work from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. when the rest of the world is sleeping. Sometimes we work from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Sometimes we work weekends, holidays. Sometimes we work, you know, all different kinds of days and hours. We don't normally have a regular schedule And a lot of times our schedule is dictated by our clientele or our, the season of our business and different things, but that doesn't mean you can't have a plan. So each and every day have a plan. And if you have multiple businesses, like there is one day of the week where I do nothing with one organized mama and my full attention is on real estate because that is my bread and butter. It is my pretty much my full-time job. And so I do a schedule so that I know which business is getting what attention each day of the week. And Saturday and Sundays, um, when it comes to One Organized Mama, I those are kind of my brainstorming days. Those are the days that I sort of spend some time coming up with different topics and things like that. Obviously, in the real estate world, Saturdays and Sundays are actually pretty busy. So I know exactly kind of what is going to be happening and going on. And it also gives me some control back. I know a lot of times when you work in a client-based business, sometimes our clients dictate so much of our time. And I do have different things mapped out. And I learned this as a professional organizer working with clients. I do this. I work as hard as I work because I want to spend time with the people that are the most important to me in my life, my family, doing the things that are the most important to me. And so I make sure that I plan out and map out time. So I don't tell my clients why I can't be there for them at this specific date and time. I just let them know when I am available. And it works out really, really well. I do give my clients a lot of my time and a lot of my attention, but I don't let them dictate my life. And I wouldn't let an employer dictate my life. So again, that's why it's important to be very aware of your time and to take charge and take control of it and do planning every single day. And plan some time off too. Plan some time off for yourself. Okay, so that concludes this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast, but I'm going to do a new thing here. There's so much negativity out there in the world. So at the end of each episode, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something I like to call putting some power behind positivity because it is really tough out there. If you are out there trying to do anything, just be a decent human being, there are just negative Nellies and Debbie Downers everywhere you go. So 
It doesn't matter who you are. If you are out there and you're just trying to make the world a better place, you're trying to serve others, if you are a teacher or a medical professional or a police officer or a fireman or a small business owner or a parent or a grandparent or anything, anyone who's out there and you're just trying to make the world a better place, you're trying to serve others, I'm going to give you a special shout out after each episode. So on this episode, my shout out is again to my fellow entrepreneurs out there. So you guys are the ones that especially through this past year and a half have had it so tough. You've been told that you are a non-essential person, that the work you do is not important. Well, I am here to tell you that it is, and I don't care what that work is. If it is your life passion, if it is a way you feed your family, you are essential. You are important. And also, if you are getting up before dawn to start your day If you are managing everything, if you have that fear that, you know, of like it could all come crashing down at any moment, if you carry that and you still serve in your small business with passion and kindness and so much hard work and dedication, I want you to know that you are appreciated. I may be the only person out there sometimes that is telling you this, but I want you to hear it from somebody because you are appreciated. You are trying to make the world a better place. You are creating opportunities for other people while your critics are telling you once you reach a certain level of success that you only got there because you're a lucky person. Well, I'm here to tell you that luck doesn't get you up at five o'clock in the morning. It doesn't make you lose sleep at night because you were worried about your business and feeding your family. Luck doesn't make you work 70 or 80 hours per week. Luck doesn't drive you around in your car with your warning lights going on and just praying that you can get to your next destination without breaking down on the side of the road. Luck isn't picking you up when you are crying because you have faced a challenge and you are struggling how to overcome it, but you somehow pull it outside of out of yourself and you overcome that challenge. Luck isn't doing any of that for you. You are. And I just want you, if you are out there and you're an entrepreneur and you're in the small business world to feel so proud of yourself, so proud of your accomplishments I want you to take a peek in that rearview mirror and see how far you've come and be proud of every damn goal and achievement you have made. And so luck didn't get you there, friend. Just remember that. I know exactly where you're at. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast, and I'll see you next time. 